What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Well, if Julio plays all 16 games, Matt Ryan's like an MVP. If Ridley goes for 12 touchdowns and Gurley gets brand new knees, take Hayden Hurst's numbers in the month of October, double them since his foot got treated. Well, if you throw out the eight games they're gonna lose, well, then they're pretty much undefeated. But that's just an Azer stat. He loves the Giants and he's bad at drafts. Will Brinson has a better podcast. That's just an Azer stat. Well, that's just a Jamie stat. Anthony Miller, who the f- is that? HQ is where he'd rather be at. That's just a Jamie. Yeah, stat. there are Jamie stats well, now. If you want the full length song, stick around to the end of the podcast. I'm playing the entire thing. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. Chris McConnell, one of our listeners, with a country song for the show. Uh, I don't know if it has an official name, but the file name was Azerstat Song, so we can call it that. Jamie Stat. Welcome, Jamie. I would you, get sued for that. Would you really <laughs> would you really rather be on HQ, Jamie? Of course. I hate you. Oh, but there's no place oh, you'd rather yeah. be. <laughs> you know, Jamie and I were actually just celebrating a terrific fantasy baseball team that we co-manage. That's um, right. So we he's he and I are simpatico and we're hoping to uh have the same success fantasy football. Have? What Wait. are we, eight and two? Uh oh, maybe I gave us a loss. Uh yeah, we're eight and two. Huh, I we'll, know we'll Jamie's be got worst, another team that's even better. At worst, nine and three. Yeah, we play a doubleheader every week. Your AL only team's even better. Our yeah, AL we, only team is uh, wow. five, five and one. Didn't you? Well, draft we're going to be. Glaber we're going to be Torres? five and one. We drafted a lot of White Sox, and they're one of the three best teams in baseball. Yeah, all right. Five and you. one. We're playing an eight-game schedule, so we gotta we gotta hold on for two more. See, people, we know what we're doing. In baseball, all right, we got some. If we if we, if we fit, there's no playoffs. If if we finish in first, we'll be back to back champs. Very good, very good. All right, we got uh, some backfields to talk about for sure. Some Twitter polls to talk about. Adrian Peterson signed by the Lions, so we're going to talk about the Jaguars, Lions, Redskins, and Bucks. Oh my! And I felt like I had to kind of say it. Um, and who our favorite running backs are there. Jamie talked about Antonio Gibson on Friday. Dave's been talking about Antonio Gibson for months. So we'll hear from him. Um, more news from around uh, the NFL. Nick Foles, or rather, rather Mitchell Trubisky, is the starting quarterback for the Bears. He has dominated the Lions, at least last year he did. 24 and 29 fantasy points in two starts in six point per passing touchdown in the leagues. That's his first game. His second game, if he survives... Will be the Giants. His third game will be at the Falcons. Mitch Trubisky, streamer. We'll talk about that. Um, I can't believe you just traded much him. More. I did trade him in a two quarterback league, and I still think I have the uh, starting quarterback for the Bears on my team because I have Nick Foles. Who did he? Did uh, you traded him with Heath? Did Heath ask for both? No, no, I wouldn't have given him both. But really, I had both Look Bears. I had both Bears quarterbacks. I offered him Trubisky for Jamison Crowder in a two QB PPR league and. He took it. He can't quit Trubisky. You know, he's talked about Minshew, Minshew, Minshew. But last year, he had Trubisky as a top-12 quarterback before the season started, and now he's trading for him again. Well, He's a Trubisky truther. Well, 2QB league, you know, you need some depth. He, yeah. he loves him. Truth Bisky, they say. All right. So the big question. Oh, we have fantasy superlatives today. We're going to predict MVP, Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and other stuff. Uh, the big question is, if I give you four backfields, and I sent you the notes with only three backfields, I'm going to add one more. I'm going to give you four backfields. I want you to tell me the three best running backs 
you know, total, not on each team. Jacksonville, Detroit, Washington, and Tampa Bay. Who are the three best running backs? Jacksonville, Detroit, Washington, and Tampa Bay. Dave. I think Fournette is probably going to be the best of the bunch, as sad as that is. Um, Gibson is probably going to be second. Then Swift, I guess. Uh, do, I, <laughs> do, I, do I have to name a fourth? Uh, no, I don't think so. So you go Leonard Fournette, Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift. Just writing this down here. And Jamie? Uh, Gibson, easily for me. And then I'll take Fournette begrudgingly. And I'll take Devontae Freeman third. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Where do you think he ends up? Where do I think Freeman ends up? In Jacksonville. Okay. Well, well he tried out there as of Sunday, but nothing yet. He hasn't signed yet. Right. He's not on their practice squad yet. And Robinson, James Robinson's getting a lot of buzz. And Reichwell Armstead's on the reserve COVID list, so he may not be ready for the start of the season. So, all right. So, Fournette, Gibson, Swift for Dave. Gibson, Fournette. And then is Devontae Freeman a real answer? No. Uh, it'd be Swift. Okay. Same three. Swift is going to be the best different. running back in Detroit. Don't give up on him yet. But don't right. draft him where you were drafting him two weeks ago. You shouldn't have been drafting him there two weeks ago. But you should, you should still not give up on him if you draft him right now. Okay. And Ronald Jones is not in the top three for either of you guys. But Dave, why did you put Leonard Fournette ahead of Antonio Gibson? Because I think he's got the chance to score more touchdowns and have more total yards. He's not going to catch as many passes as Gibson. But I'm not convinced that Gibson's going to be the feature back for Washington. And nobody said Bryce Love. What do we think about him right now? Oh, it's going to be a struggle for him to, you know, get playing time early. I hope by the end of the season, you know, he's their, their rushing downs guy. If they don't turn that, if they don't turn to Gibson for that. But if it's what I would anticipate, it's probably going to be Peyton Barber on first and second down and then Gibson working in and then playing on passing downs along with McKissick. It's going to be a little bit of a mess. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily think you're going to get great production from anybody in any of these backfields right away. I mean, you know, Fournette, who knows if he plays week one, you know, that he's going to practice with the team for the first time on Tuesday. So I'm sure they'll have a couple packages in for him uh, against the saints. And then, you know, if Ronald Jones gets off to a good start and has a good game against the saints. They get the Panthers next week. He should have a big game against them if he's still their lead rusher. So, you know, it, it could be a little bit of, of time before Fournette gets going. But I think if you just look at the Washington football team and how they're made up and the move that they made, you know, they're not making this move of Peterson to uh, feature Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick. They're doing it with the hope of featuring Antonio Gibson. So if you're Eventually. talking about like like end of bench or late round pick guys, because we know Fournette, Ronald Jones, Swift, Carrion Johnson, and Gibson are getting drafted. Who else? James Robinson. 100% right now, James Robinson. From these teams, yes. If okay. they don't sign Devontae Freeman, which, look, from from a, a team construction standpoint, I don't know why they would because you're just, you know, stunting the, the, the growth of maybe who your leading rusher could be in 2021 or your second running back on your team could be in 2021. Uh, from what I've been told uh, by some people who cover the team, that Reichwell Armstead is quickly falling out of favor. And I asked uh, uh, one of the writers who covers the team, you know, who, would, who is the better of the two between James Robinson and uh, Divine uh, Ozigbo, Ozigbo yeah. and, and Chris Thompson. And the answer I got was I would triple down on James Robinson. And then you had Dave Caldwell come out on Sunday and say James Robinson was impressing them. And, the, you know, I forget what the, the phrasing that he used, but basically impressing them, you know, during the time that Armstead was not there. So, I, I think, you know, if you're in a, a spot, and I got this question a lot, uh, Bryce Love, Daryl Williams, and James Robinson, because I said, I, I tweeted, you know, when I, when I got this information, uh, take James Robinson with your last round pick. I'm taking Daryl Williams over those guys because he's got such lottery ticket appeal. It's, it's like in a different level, like he's in the Pollard Madison range for me. But if I have just a, hey, I'm going to throw away a, a, a bench spot just to see, you know, I don't want to throw away, but I'm going to use a bench spot to speculate. This is the perfect type of guy for it because 
He may play on passing downs. He may be their leading rusher, you know, and it's ugly. It's Jacksonville. You know, they're not going to be in, in favorable games and, and have, you know, the opportunity to probably run the ball to kill the clock. And Thompson's going to play on a lot of passing downs as long as he's healthy. But um, he's he's the the deep sleeper du jour right now. If you're looking for somebody in a 14 team or 16 team league and in some deeper 12 team leagues as well. Excuse me. Who has a better chance of becoming a must start in fantasy? Carry on Johnson or Ronald Jones? Carry on. I think I have to say carry on. But I yeah. I think that there's a real chance that neither one of them will. DeAndre Swift feels right now that it could be a little bit of a frustrating rookie season because yeah. he's banged up and he's, you know, it, it's the same thing that, at least for me, you know, he's he needs the carry-on injury to, I think, get the featured workload. Mm-hmm. So if carry-on doesn't get hurt, is he going to completely kick carry-on off the field? And that could happen. It, it, it's certainly a possibility. But now you just threw a monkey wrench in it by the adding Adrian Peterson. Right. He's got a history with Daryl Bevel. And so... Now those two things are in play here. So he could be their passing down guy. He could be what we think Antonio Gibson's going to be. He could be, you know, what they talked about, maybe Alvin Kamara and, 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 and getting those reception totals up. But it just feels like injury on top of loaded depth chart and, and bad team, you know, uh, it, it could be really frustrating for DeAndre Swiss fantasy managers. He's, he's got a loose pencil beard. Once he gets rid of him and the rest of that staff, maybe a new coach will come in and and they'll finally commit to using one running back the majority of the time. Because until then, he needs Carrion and Adrian Peterson to really fall off in order to be like the primary rusher and passing downs guy for Detroit. It's just not in Patricia's nature. He doesn't believe in that. See, Peterson doesn't really worry me that much. It's just the fact that he's there. Like, I mean, you know, it, you can't look at a 35-year-old running back for a team that's rebuilding. And I know Patricia needs to win now because otherwise he's going to lose his job. But they're still, you know, they're, they're retooling this offense constantly and retooling this team constantly. And so, you know, you don't spend the, the draft capital on Swift and not use him correctly. But again, it's Detroit and they'll probably not right. use him correctly. So that's right. the problem. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, we don't have a lot of Ronald Jones being good. You know, people have never loved a lot of people just don't think Ron Jones is that good, and they think that Bruce Arians probably might not think that for bringing in Leonard Fournette. But with Carryon Johnson, we do have to remember that a year ago we were very excited about Carryon Johnson as a third round pick. Sure. And he had a really bad year in 2019, but in 2018 he was very, very good. 5.4 yards per carry. He was on pace for over 50 catches. Um, and he's over a, a player. over he just, a thousand, he just can't stay healthy. Well, I think he's he, a good he player. Might have been a good player. We don't know if he's still a good player. We don't know sure. if all these injuries he's had has taken a toll on him. Yeah, sure. but wasn't a good. I mean, I guess a good day for him either. Toward the end of last season, with, with so uh, maybe that's not Peterson. so fair for me to say. But availability is something he hasn't. It's not a strength of his. Sure. Okay. So um, I think we probably don't have to talk too much about them. But for anybody drafting right now, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Gibson. Um, are you taking them ahead of David Montgomery? Yep. I think, I think, I think so. You know, if Montgomery was healthy, it's a different story, but yeah. Uh, you know, the fact that he's banged up, it's easy to take those guys over. Are you taking them ahead of Mark Ingram? No, I've got Fournette one spot ahead of Ingram in full PPR. Oh, I might have Gibson ahead of Ingram PPR. Are you taking them ahead of Devin Singletary? That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking Moss ahead of Singletary. Oh, Me too. yeah, that's right. All right, finally, I want to finish it off with some Twitter polls. Let's see how the people are reacting right now. I did just a terrible job with Twitter polls. I had a huge mistake on the first one, so I deleted it. And my corrected Twitter poll was, looking at all the running backs in Jacksonville, Detroit, and Washington, who is your favorite? Half PPR. A Jaguars running back, a Lions running back, or an Antonio Gibson? And Antonio <laughs> Gibson has 70% of the vote. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then I said, well, I forgot about the Bucks." So then I put, which running back is your favorite in half PPR? Gibson, Fournette, Ronald Jones. Who do you think is winning that? I'm going to say Gibson. Gibson is still winning that. And he should be. 61%, Fournette, 28%, Ronald Jones, 11%. I can't believe Rojo got 11%. I, look, he has the audition. He has the opportunity. I agree, to win and I job. hope he does well with it because he's worked hard at it. Yeah, but yeah. They, I, I mean, they I, brought I, in I, Fournette. I just I can't imagine that Leonard Fournette doesn't get a big opportunity. I understand where you're coming from, Dave, but I, I would I would actually hope the opposite that he doesn't do well at it because 
then it's going to make things easier for people who drafted Fournette. Sure. Well, I don't have any Fournette. I have a lot of Ronald Jones, so <laughs> not a lot, too? but some. Yep. I, uh, and the people that, that had that Jones. window of Fournette where you got him in, you know, like round 10 later. and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, it uh, it's almost time for the season. Our regular season schedule is going to start up pretty soon. Beginning Wednesday, we'll have a show at 8 a.m. Thursday, starter sit AFC. Friday, starter sit NFC. Saturday, mailbag. That mailbag is going to be populated by your emails, but also your Apple podcast review questions. So if you leave us a five-star review um, and ask us a question, we'll read your questions on the show. Um, and uh, if you're still drafting... I know it's tough to get together with your friends, but you can do it with Google Meets, okay? We're partnering with Google Meets to help you connect. Easy to join video calls. Your entire league can draft face-to-face from around the world. Post on your league's message board and ask your commissioner to set up a Meet video call for your draft. A Meet link can be created from your commissioner's desktop league homepage or draft setup page, and players can safely join on their laptop, their mobile device, their Nest Hub Macs, and even cast their meeting to their TV. So use Google Meets and good luck in your drafts. It, it is like ad drop time, guys. I didn't know if you had any ad drops that maybe you thought were interesting over the weekend that might be relevant for our listeners. I'm going to write a final ADP review that also is uh, waiver wire slanted. So by the time you're listening to this on Monday, it should be out or, you know, whenever you're listening to the show. And so uh, the this is like one of my most, fun columns to write because you know you get to sort of just take a look at the the players that didn't get drafted in a lot of leagues Mm -hmm. so i haven't i haven't gone through it full yet but like daryl williams like i said you know that's going to be one that you know he gets the 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 lottery ticket special james robinson um lavisca chenault for sure i mean we've talked a lot about him he didn't get drafted in you know enough leagues um early on, you know, early in the draft process. So it's guys like that, Paris Campbell, you know, that'd be another one. Um, you know, some of my favorite tight ends are going to be out there, Blake Jarron, Chris Herndon. So those guys. Ben Roethlisberger is rostered in only 68% of leagues. He starts with the Giants. If you need a week one quarterback, you know, and if you, there's obviously a lot more than just week one potential for Roethlisberger. Yeah, sure. Even, even deeper, uh, uh, Tyrod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did add Roethlisberger. I dropped Daniel Jones for Roethlisberger. Um, yeah, remember we had that conversation? I told you I, I if I was... I made the mistake in one of my one of my drafts that if I'm drafting a second quarterback for the long term play, I'd rather have Daniel Jones. But if you need somebody to start week one, it's Roethlisberger. All right. Anything from you, Dave? No. Okay. Right. No, nothing. Um, I, I will say this: I'm starting to sour even more on Daniel Jones. And had an interesting tweet over the weekend. Somebody tweeted me their team. It was a 10-team league. And they were loaded at running back, wide receiver, tight end. I mean, just an unreal draft. And his quarterback, the only quarterback on his roster was Joe Burrow. And I, I thought, well, that's either really brave or really kind of stupid to do, kind of unnecessarily. Why would you do that? And he said, I know the talent's there. That's obvious. Wanted to get him in case he blew up in week one or week two. And I still feel like I can find quarterbacks on the waiver wire to stream in a 10-team league. And that that made some sense. Like, what if Joe Burrow just lights up the Chargers? That would mean a hell of a lot. And people would potentially add him. I don't think he'd be the number one waiver ad, but people who were dissatisfied with their second quarterback or they just want to have a second quarterback, they'd go and get Burrow. And you know that he's really good. There are no questions about his game. So I'm kind of starting to think that maybe Burrow is somebody that people should go after instead of Daniel Jones, especially in keeper leagues. Obviously, in dynasty leagues, he's going to go early. But if you're in a keeper league where you can only keep two, three players from year to year, I think Burrow makes sense. It's like a round eight pick, hoping that you strike gold to use now and for the future because he could be like a six-round pick. And if he's a top-five quarterback next year, round six is a good value for him. Okay, fair enough. And, um, uh, yeah, I was going to – well, I, no need to expand on that. Yeah, Daniel Jones, it's, the schedule is so tough to start the season. A lot, lot going against him there. And Pittsburgh in week one, you're certainly not going to use him. Okay, uh, so we got some more. We'll talk a little bit more about ads and drops later on in the week before we get to the, obviously, starter set episodes on Thursday. By the way, we have Twitch on Tuesday night, Twitch on Thursday night, Twitch on Sunday. Twitch, 7 p.m. Eastern, Tuesday and Thursday, 11.30 a.m. until 12.30 uh, Eastern time on Sunday to answer all of your questions. 
Ben, I want to get you in here in a bit to talk about uh, some of the tweets that we saw. The one you sent me about Michael Thomas, very funny. But let's talk about fantasy superlatives first. All right, who's going to be the fantasy MVP this year? Who's your pick? Who you asking? Uh, I did this uh, for the fantasy footballers for their MVP episode. Um, would you like to know who I chose? I'll give, you, I'll give you three guesses. You chose? We've already said his name once. Well, we've already said somebody related to this guy once. Not Antonio Gibson. Ben Roethlisberger. Nope. Juju Smith-Schuster. Nope. I don't know. So I, it was Leonard before, Fournette. It, it it was it was related to Leonard Fournette. It was before the signing. I said the fantasy MVP is Dave Caldwell for uh, relieving us of the Leonard Fournette dilemma of I don't want to draft him. I don't want to draft him, and then you get stuck drafting him, and you hated it. And so he relieved us of that problem. Um, I don't think I would have gotten that. It was it was it was funnier a week ago. Um, who's the fantasy MVP? Uh, I will say the fantasy MVP is going to be. Clyde Edwards Hiller. Okay. Wow. Dave? Uh, I'm going to pick Russell Wilson. Mm, all right. You finally get an MVP vote. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's from the fantasy community. He, he certainly deserves one from there. I think he has a big year. I think Seattle throws more. I uh, love his receivers. Don't love his defense. I think there's going to be a lot of high-scoring games. Russ comes through. He could. I'm going to give you I'm, – actually, I'm going to do co-MVPs. Uh, Josh Jacobs. He gets okay. 45 catches, and he's – a top three running back this year. How about that trade? How often do you see a rookie traded before he even plays a game? Oh, like Lynn Bowden. Bowden. Yeah, was a rookie like... draft pick. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I had uh, Vic Vic Tafer, who uh, I think you've heard me mention him a thousand yep. times, um, yep. and I told him on uh, as part of the fantasy beat on HQ. I said, Vic, I've been waiting for this interview because every time I see something negative about Josh Jacobs, I go right to your Twitter feed, and you're just defending the kid left and right about what his role is going to be in the passing game. And he said that exact story that I brought up about John Gruden getting pissed off that he didn't win Rookie of the Year. And so I said, well, what about Richard? What about Bo- well, Bowden? What about all these other pass catchers they have? He said, it's not going to matter. He's going to lead the team in touches by leaps and bounds, and he's going to be involved in the passing game. And don't look at the 60, but expect 40. Did they yeah. officially sign Daria Gumbawale? I thought he was just in for a visit. Okay. Well, they need more <laughs> pass catching running backs, so <laughs> look out for They're, the they, they kept Devontae Booker. Well, Booker's a good special teams guy. Yeah, and he can do that job. He's an okay pass. If Jacobs goes down, Richard is not the same guy. You know, Richard no, is not going right. to be, be a, a rusher. Right. Yep. Uh, I think it occurred to me that I don't really know who like your guy is this year. I think it for Dave. I think it was Ronald Jones, and you've been robbed. Oh, of great, that. thanks. So I don't. If you want to think about it, you can. But I don't know if there's one player that you're just like hitching your wagon to this year. You, you can think about it. You can think about it. Uh, rookie yes, of the year. What? Both of you. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, I, yeah. If it's if it's an early round guy, I'll take Jacobs or or Edwards Lair. I mean, if it's a late round guy, I got a ton. Josh Kelly, I guess, would be that guy. I got two tight ends. I've been all over Higby since March, and John U. Smith is the guy I'm recommending everybody take late. Damian oh, Harris cool. is another I like, one. I like John U. Smith. I had him as a breakout guy in February. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, learned a lot about <laughs> him, and he's gonna be he's gonna be. He's going to be good. Okay, who's going to be Rookie of the Year? Clyde. Duh. <laughs> well, Fantasy Rookie of the Year. D-U-H. Fantasy. C-H. No, no, no. Fantasy Rookie of the Year. Right. Well, he right. The League Rookie of the Year is going to be Joe Burrow. The Fantasy Rookie of the Year is going to be Clyde. Okay, well, maybe. But if if Clyde is, is great as a round one pick, but somebody else is great as Zach a round Moss. eight pick, Zach, Zach Moss. Moss. Right? Okay. I don't know. Like, I think if you're the rookie that puts up crazy good stats, it doesn't matter where you're picked. You're the rookie of the year. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the comeback player of the year. Odell Beckham. Ooh. Um, get a black and gold target and throw a dart at it because you can pick a number of Steelers to be this guy. Right. Roethlisberger. Connor. I don't know if Juju quite qualifies, but he could bounce back. Oh, if he has a big year, he'll qualify. Sure. Sure. How about Thielen? Uh, Thielen could be it. The number one bust. American. Nick Chubb. We don't like those running backs who aren't going to have big roles in the passing game, I guess. Uh, well, they always could. We just 
we don't know. I'm I'm worried. I mean, those, those two were great last year. <laughs> <laughs> they were, well, that's why. What, they, that's the why passing game. Chubb was until Hunt came back. I mean, they, yeah, they were the one and two and leading rushing in the NFL. Right. Yeah, they they more than made up for it. But I'm worried that we're we're taking Chubb a little too soon at this point. If if he and Hunt are both going to do the same thing and split the workload evenly, who's Hunt going to be the waiver wire pickup of the year? You know, I said before the season, uh, Darrington Evans. Um, I knew uh, you were going to say that. If Derrick Henry goes down, um, but it's going to take an injury for him. You know, I, I do like the fact that if you bought into Darrington Evans, they have two tailbacks on their roster. So, you know, that, that's a pretty clear indication that if, we, if there's no Henry, what they're going to do. Um, if you're talking about right now, uh, I'll say Daryl Williams. Chase Claypool, Paris Campbell, Nikhil Harry. Harry might have been drafted. I don't know how many. No, leagues. Harry's Harry's Harry was certainly drafted. not owned enough. Yeah, roster enough. Excuse me. I'm going to throw out a sleeper. <clears throat> Jimmy Garoppolo. You he, can't quit him. His schedule is so good. It, he's just so good looking to you. He's, he's very he so he's so handsome, and like look at he's playing in the look at what, who Jimmy Garoppolo was playing in the playoffs. The Reds, the football team, <laughs> Cowboys and Cardinals. Nice save. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Uh-huh. Like I didn't get the whole word out before I caught myself. Right. I'm sorry about that. Like I it could do, have been like the Red Storm. I believe. I trust me. I thought they should have changed their team name. This is not like a protest Red or anything. Tails, I just I'm Red so used Wolves. To it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And like Arizona Jets Giants weeks one through three. Are you kidding me? Like he should be. Mm-hmm. He's like sneaky, and uh, and so efficient. So if they change their it offense, if their running game yeah. isn't as good, I'm just saying. Just saying. If their run game isn't as good. Well, it might not be as good. They could literally get the team chef and put him in the backfield and he'll get 100 yards. I don't. I can't express how much I love Kyle Shanahan. The guy is on another level mentally. So if you could only have dinner with one, who would it be, Jimmy Garoppolo or Kyle Shanahan? Garoppolo. I think we have more in common, like looks-wise. Who's the surprise DST of the year? <laughs> Colts. <laughs> Titans. Colts and Titans. It's the bad they news. They just got clowny. That yeah. makes a good unit even better. Bad news for the rest of the uh, South Division, right? Bad news for Denver in week one. All right. So let's recap. Fantasy MVP, Clyde edwards Elair, Josh Jacobs, Russell Wilson. Those were the names given out. Rookie of the year, Clyde edwards Elair, Comeback player of the year, Beckham for Jamie. Pittsburgh for Dave. Uh, <laughs> number one bust, Derek Henry for Jamie. Nick Chubb for Dave. Waiver wire pickup of the year. I don't even remember who we said. I was Jamie like, said Darrington Evans. Right. I said right. Chase Claypool and uh, and uh, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. There you Thank go. you, Paris Thanks, Campbell. Ben. See, I'm I reject. Old, I reject I Paris. Things. I reject Paris Campbell because he's not on the waiver wire in any of my leagues. Because yeah. I have kill Harry. I have him in every kill league. Harry on the waiver wire in any of your leagues. Yes, well, but yeah, I'm, let me, let me, I'm I'm the Campbell guy. Let me see. Uh, Campbell. He's a, I draft him everywhere. Oh, Daryl Williams was Jamie's other. Ah, uh, okay. Thank you. What would you say Paris Campbell's uh, roster percentages? 23%. You are too high. Wow. Wow. All 14%. Right. I, I don't think he's going to be great. That's the thing. I, I don't see how he like lights, scores a bunch of touchdowns, sets the world on fire. I think he's more <laughs> reliable. No, he's PPR. Yeah, more reliable. Who, who is rostered in more leagues, Cordero Patterson or Paris Campbell right now? We need to talk about Cordero Patterson. It's going to be him, I'm guessing. Yes, by 3%. Yeah. But we have an email about him coming right up. Ben Schrager. So you sent me a funny tweet before the show. Started with the the FF Today account. Would you like to tell us about that tweet? Yeah, so from the at FF Today Twitter account, we tweeted, what's the funniest, most embarrassing pick someone had in your draft this year? Got some good responses. One, someone drafted Will Disley in the sixth round, just so we could (laughs) say, I'm going to Walt Disley World. (laughs) Oh my God. Someone picked Bears D in the third round. I got a screenshot to prove it. Oy. But the best one, someone drafted Mike Thomas from the Bengals in round three, <laughs> thinking Michael Thomas had fallen down that far in the draft. We once had a uh, startup dynasty draft where there was a fantasy manager that we worked with, no longer worked with him, who was drafting Chris Johnson. This was 2017. Chris Johnson. I love this story. And we kept backing it out and he kept drafting Chris Johnson over and over and over again. 
And we said, why, why are you drafting Chris Johnson? You know, we we're trying to help the guy. Why are you drafting Chris Johnson? Because he's starting running back for the car. He thought he was drafting David Johnson. And he drafting Chris Johnson <laughs> over and over and over again. It's like multiple times. Well, David Johnson, Duke Johnson's a problem because on yeah. most fantasy apps right now, it's just D. Johnson, D. Johnson Texans. Yeah. With Houston, right. That happened with Brinson, I think, right? In a mock draft. I was like, well, yes. I was like, very Brinson, early in the process. Brinson yeah. made the worst pick of the draft. He's like Duke Johnson in like the fifth round or something. And then we later found out he thought it was David Johnson. Uh, Jamie, didn't somebody once draft you? Last year, yes. Somebody drafted me. They were drunk and they drafted me. Uh, they were looking at, at their rankings or my rankings and they saw me at the top. It's happened. Uh, I once got picked up in a fantasy league too where you can write in your ad drops and somebody <laughs> just saw that my name at the top of the labor wire column. And they thought, wow, they're, they're, they're highlighting this guy. Yes. <laughs> me. That's awesome. Uh, email of the day number one is from Terrence. On your podcast, could you quickly address Devontae Freeman and his worth or ranking? I know it's hard without a team yet, but if he does end up going to the Jags, how do you view Devontae Freeman's upside, if at all? Probably in a worse way than how we viewed Leonard Fournette's upside. Oh, yes, by far. It's not going to be pretty. You're not going to want to trust Freeman in pretty much any week behind this offensive line and with the Jacksonville defense figuring to give up a lot of points. It's the only reason why I, I'm a little hesitant to recommend Ozigbo or Robinson because he's in Jacksonville. If if I understand this correctly, he's in he's in Jacksonville Saturday. He's got to go through the COVID testing process, then work out for them, and then if they sign him, you know, it could be Monday or Tuesday. So then it's you know you you spent a late round pick. Not that it's you know huge capital. The one that would be probably the the worst is because Thompson's going to get drafted the highest in mm. PPR. Yeah. Uh, by the way, there was that awkward moment like 15 minutes ago when Dave was talking about Joe Burrow and Daniel Jones, and I totally went blank, and I was just like, ah. There was something interesting I was going to say, and I forgot what it was, but now I remember. During the draft-a-thon, we had Ross Tucker on, and he said the Bengals have the... Didn't he say they have the worst offensive line in football? One of the worst offensive lines in football. Yeah. Maybe he said the worst, but... He I'll hates their offensive line. Five. Yeah. So... He, he, but I think it's actually gotten better. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with that I, at all. I, yeah, I don't look. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Bengals' offensive line is going to just maul people and move guys around. And watch out, you know, uh, L.A. Here they come because they. Play oh, he may get murdered one. this weekend. Joe Burrow may may get destroyed because. Of uh, yeah, maybe, or he he avoids it like he did in college all the time, and he throws. For yeah, but the, yards. the the other part of it is is that you got two good corners matching up against those top receivers for the Bengals. It's it's it, three it, good corners too. Well, I I mean you know the top two in in terms of Harrison Hayward, you know, so yep. those guys are going to make things really uncomfortable on AJ Green who. Who knows where he's at health wise and, and right. Tyler Boyd, you know, so so they should blitz the heck out of him. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I, I didn't want to say this, but like I, there's I would much rather if I'm looking at that game, I'd rather start Tyrod than I would Joe Burrow this week. Sure. Probably the safe thing to do. Email of the day number one uh, was about Freeman. Email of the day number two is about Cordell Patterson. And this comes from Dave. Not probably not Dave Richard. Uh, I'll never tell. Is Cordell Patterson going to get running back eligibility? He already does. He does? Okay. He already has it. Excellent. At least on CBS Sports, he has it. You can start him as a running back, a wide receiver, a flex. Or just do the right thing and not start him all. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you think they do in week one, though? Because like Cordero Patterson had a very, very brief stint as a ball carrier with the Patriots. He wasn't that bad. They are trying. It seems like they're more committed to him being a running back. And he gets the, the Lions in week one, which looks like a pretty good matchup. So mm-hmm. what, what. what do they do? I think if David Montgomery doesn't play, they're going to like having the flexibility of two running backs that can catch passes out of the backfield. And in the case of Patterson, he has been working out as a running back. Here's the plan. If you don't want to stash a Jaguars running back at the end of your bench like you would do with Robinson, do the next best thing and take a Bears converted wide receiver and put him at the end of your bench just to see what happens in week one. Um, It's not going to be pretty. It's just seeing... If Cordero Patterson ends up becoming a thing as a running back, you could also do it if you get Robinson and if you have Robinson and then they sign Devontae Freeman and all of a sudden you lose your nerve with Robinson, you go and you get Cordero Patterson, assuming there's really nobody else on the waiver wire that you want to just stash and see but what's going to happen that's in week one. actually not the way I was going with this. I wasn't looking at him as a long-term Step. I'm not either. I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm what? putting Patterson on my bench for a week. And if he goes off against Detroit, hey, maybe we've got something. And okay. if he doesn't, which is probably going to be what happens, is he might get you like 
five fantasy points. How do they split the carries? That's what I want to know. How do they split the carries in week one? Trubisky gets five. Cohen <laughs> gets seven. Patterson gets three. And we'll get more than three. I will take the over on okay. three carries. Four and a half. <laughs> There's the over-under. I wouldn't be su- <laughs> I'll take the over on that one, too. I wouldn't be surprised if he got eight carries. Okay. All right. And like two or three it. catches. Run out and get those eight carries. No, if that's all you think. But if, but if well, you but think what he's going to get if 15. I'm wrong and he ends up getting 15 carries. Listen, he's he been could. practicing as a running back and the only other guy they would have. They they had the chance to claim Leonard Fournette. They didn't do it. They've had weeks to go and get Devontae Freeman if they want. I mean, to. that should probably tell you that Montgomery's not going to be out very long. So that's a good sign. Sure. But in the meantime, they're going to get by with Patterson and Ryan Nall. And I Tariq. love Tariq Cohen this week. Absolutely love Tariq I do too. Yeah. Well, listen, I... The fact that Patterson is is rostered in what twenty five percent of leagues or something like that, uh, seventeen. Oh, uh, same thing. Oh, okay. Who did you say was rostered in more leagues than Paris? Cam- oh, I was I, I guessed wrong it on was Paris Patterson. Campbell. Patterson right? was fourteen percent. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, he was zero. So it, we have to have the conversation about him. People were talking about Cordero Patterson. Yeah, I mean, look, so if you're in a fourteen it. team league, sixteen team league, you know, anything larger than that, he's absolutely worth a late round pick. Sure. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got more news to get to here. And the fantasy regulators are coming back. Your emails and the rest of that awesome song after this. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here are your news and notes. Deshaun Watson, four years, $160 million. Good stuff. Trubisky, starting quarterback for the Bears. And like I said, he's at the Lions in week one, then the Giants in week two, then at Atlanta in week three. It's a it's a nice start for Trubisky. Any interest in him in anything other than Superflex or 2QB? Nope. No. Maybe if you're going to set a bunch of tournaments in DFS, he could be in a couple of lineups. That's it. That's it. Okay. Alex Smith made the 53-man roster. Awesome stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Running back news, Ryquel Armstead on the reserve COVID list. By the way, like Washington gets flack for a lot of dumb things they do, and certainly a lot of things they do are terrible, but sticking with Alex Smith and not like weaseling out of his contract and cutting him and all that, I think that's good. And mm-hmm. the fact that he's made a comeback and he's on the roster is even better. Uh, Detroit's on Adrian Peterson, or they're in the process. Rashad Penny is on the reserve pup list, will miss at least six weeks. The Patriots released Lamar Miller. The Chiefs released DeAndre Washington. And that's pretty much it. What did you think about I think the... I think it's over for Lamar Miller. Pa- well, what do you think about the Patriots' no. backfield right now? Ugly. White and, and Sony, and maybe a little bit of Rex in week one. And then Harris is going to come back eventually once his finger heals, and he and White will dominate. Um. The Rams plan to start Malcolm Brown week one. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Annoying. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, first touch doesn't mean he's going to be their touch leader. I feel I like would, there's a I bunch would, of teams that are, uh, that are like, they've got this cursory starter to begin the year only because they like, they feel like it's the right thing to do to let the veteran sure. start. And then, you know, you know, what's going to happen. It's going to happen in Tampa. It's going to happen in LA. It'll probably happen in Indianapolis at some point. Probably Washington. I wouldn't be surprised if Peyton Barber gets first carry. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Oh, okay. this is a big one. Um, if you're still drafting. Justin Jackson's banged up again. He's got some sort of a foot toe injury, you know? So, I mean, you know, I've been, I've been very high on Joshua Kelly since the, the draft, but I mean, it's looking very, very much more clear cut that he's the second guy. And should something happen to Austin Eckler, 
even if Eckler stays healthy, you know, there's, there's over 200 touches. So if he, if he can find his way into 150 plus touches, he's going to definitely reward you if you draft him late. And then, Oh, you haven't got to receivers yet. You want to get to the, you want to guess the ownership or the, the roster percentage for Joshua Kelly. It's probably in the thirties. 43. <laughs> the 30s. What are you, crazy? 29%. Really? <laughs> I was about to say, that should be your guy, Jamie, is Joshua Kelly. You've been, you mentioned him I mean, like I said, every you know, show. If we're talking late round picks, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, he's very talented. He's good. Okay, Jamie, what's your big wide receiver note? Oh, I would say Debo off the pup. Yeah, Debo yes. could play week one. What, what do you think his roster percentage is? 80% at least. Better 64 be. It is. I'm going to guess 73. It is 79. Closest without going over. I win. Okay, Debo. Um, so the Chargers signed Keenan Allen to a four-year $80 million deal. They gave him more money than Tredavious White got in an extension, which is not good football because Tredavious White should make more money than Keenan Allen. The Chargers are preparing to be without Mike Williams for much of the first month of the season, which is probably pretty I, good for Keenan Allen, right? Yeah, Um just to tie this all together, uh, Monday on HQ, we're going to have Daniel Popper of The Athletic, who covers the Chargers. So we'll find out about Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly, Mike Williams, and uh, see how long uh, Terod is going to start for the Chargers. Good for Keenan Allen to get paid before his worst year in five years. It's, uh, it, it's, it's interesting <laughs> because they, they, made, they made the, uh, the clear-cut statement that they weren't going to play Melvin Gordon last year and you know shows you how sometimes smart teams operate and the chargers don't usually get credit for being a smart team, but they pay Bosa. They pay Keenan Allen. You know, they bring in the two offensive linemen. They've had a pretty good off season. Oh, their defense too. Chris Harris. Yeah. Bring in Chris Harris. Yep. Yep. Drafted. Yeah. I just feel like I'm so torn because yes, it's like they've done a lot of things right, but I just don't think Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor can can win them where they need where can take them where they need to go. But it's easy to say like they don't. Derwin James is a big piece and he's out for the whole season. But if they had yep. Derwin James, they'd really have the pieces to make a run. They're not the Chiefs, but they're good. They're really good. Taylor is not good enough you, for this you, team. You say that though, and and you're right. I, I don't even say peak Philip Rivers because that's not close. Peak Philip Rivers is obviously better than peak Tyrod. But where Philip Rivers was last year, just turned the ball over left and right. They oh. probably feel that Taylor gives them a better chance to be competitive. Maybe, but why, a, but it doesn't have to be just those two, I guess. I mean, well, they, I mean, they they spend a top ten pick on Herbert. They could they could have gotten Jameis Winston. There was no, they 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 made the uh, they changed their offense, like by so, by sticking with Tarad and drafting Herbert. They changed the style of their offense. So like in, Rivers in, doesn't run. And, and, and Dave's right, but in your opinion, Adam, if they had gone with. Winston moved on from Taylor and brought in Herbert. That would have been better. I mean, I don't know if it was possible, but, but obviously they just, they, just, they, they, they just had an old well, they just had an old Jameis Winston. I'm just saying if they if they <laughs> could have done everything possible to get Tom Brady, you know that's what they should have done. I don't I don't know what was possible, uh, but I, it's just disappointing to me uh, that that Tarad Taylor is their quarterback because I just think there's such a ceiling, such a limit on where he can take you. I just, I mean, you're, I don't you're think not, he you're can not go wrong. That deep he in. did. He did take a very, you know, mediocre Buffalo team to the playoffs. He did. Time. And he had one of the worst games you'll ever see in quarterback playoff history against sure, Jacksonville. But, you know, I, I think if you're, if you're, they're sort of stuck in this weird spot because they have a defense that with Derwin James could win. Now they have, uh, you know, I, I think the offensive pieces to win now, and they just don't feel like they have the quarterback now. I'm I'm, I'm totally with you, but they, I, if they had Derwin James, they, they were a playoff team in my mind for sure. Yeah, Even they might make that. the playoffs. Like you could make the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor because he doesn't turn the ball over. I just he's just not gonna take them to new heights. Okay, anyway, but if they if they run that Lamar Jackson offense, he's gonna be really good for fantasy. I'm telling you. Uh, what do you think that? What do you think? Let's go quickly right here, uh, um, so we can get to the emails and the fantasy regulators. What do you think about Lynn Bowden's dynasty value now? Is the Raiders already gave up on him and sent him to the Dolphins? I I wouldn't be in a hurry to take him in a rookie only draft this week. But if I've already got him, I'm gonna see what happens with Miami. But something went down. I who knows what it could be. It's yeah. crazy to think that they just gave up that quickly on on Bowden. So something I ne- must not have clicked. I never had much interest. Uh, I passed on him a couple times in a in a, in a dynasty league. Um, I took a DST over him at, at, at one point. Um, I just I, I don't know if he's if he's uh, if he's gonna have a role. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it with the Raiders. I don't think it with the Dolphins. You know, they're talking about moving him to wide receiver. Alshon Jeffrey, really good role. Alshon Jeffrey and Jalen Rager avoided the pub list and the I and uh, IR. So when are we expecting Jeffrey and Rager back? Rager, hopefully week two. It doesn't sound like he's going to play week one. And Jeffrey, I mean, this this is it's such an interesting, you know late round pick if you're if you're just trying to stash somebody especially if you can play somebody on IR they still can put them on short term IR right Dave mm-hmm. I think yeah. they can they can stash them there for yeah three any weeks. team can do that now with any player right and, and they can come back three in three weeks right. right so what what Howie Roseman said was he's going to beat the you know week seven timetable of being out six weeks so it's a matter of is he back in week three is he back in week five is he back in week six you know we just don't know but I think when he comes back, he's going to be the most targeted wide receiver for them. Now, we don't like that. We'd rather see Rager in that role. But it's good for Carson Wentz, and it's good for you know Jeffrey that he could probably sneak his way into being a number three fantasy receiver. His days as being a starting guy are done, you know, unless he's just going to make this miraculous comeback. But um, I, I think if you have, you know, again, an open roster spot late, he's in that conversation for sure. Okay. And what did you make of this report from Pittsburgh Sports Now that Eric Ebron is going to be heavily targeted? Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know, Ben's used the tight end before. Heath Miller was was one of his favorites. But there's just so many guys in this offense that, you know, is he going to be heavily targeted in the red zone? Is he going to be heavily targeted all over the field? Is he going to, you know, they, they have so many working parts. You know, Juju's the one, and then it's who's the two. You know, and so it's uh, is it is it Deontay Johnson? Is it James Washington? Is it Claypool? Is it Ebron? You know, so uh, I, I don't I don't buy that per se, but. I mean, it's not a bad thing. I think Dave said a couple weeks ago, you know, Ebron's schedule's favorable. He's not a bad guy if you want to take a, a streaming approach with. And then if he's – I think we had that question, right, Adam? Uh, when do you determine if a streamer is is a starter? He can mm-hmm. become one of those guys. Uh, as as Mark Cabali told us on, on HQ, um, when he's motivated, he's good. And he's probably motivated, you know, after being released and, and trying to reprove himself once again. Just got to hold on to the football. Okay, so who are you going to start in week one, Jamie? Chris Herndon against the Bills or Eric Ebron against the Giants? I'd probably still start Herndon just because, you know, no Patrick Chung. And I think this Patriots defense isn't going to be as good defending tight end. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. The Bills they, The Bills get oh, the who? Bills. Oh, I'm sorry, Bills. Excuse me. Jets at Bills. Jets at Bills. Yeah, okay. Go? Okay. Gesicki gets the I went Patriots. To Gesicki, yeah. Um, I'm still going to start Herndon. Oh, oh, you're right. going to start Herndon because you want to have him on your team in case he breaks out. I would I if I'm if I'm strictly talking from a streaming perspective, it's Ebron. Yeah, DFS, you probably want to play Ebron, Ebron. over okay. uh Herndon. All right. Well, Dave, I'm gonna leave this up to you. Are we gonna be the fantasy regulators today? Um, you know, these guys? Or are we gonna be the fantasy cops? What do you say? I'm gonna pick the fantasy cops theme song. Oh, from the beat streets of Fort Lauderdale to the my quiet, favorite '80s buddy cop to show. the quiet suburbs of New York. We're keeping an eye on your fantasy leagues. We are the fantasy cops. What do you think? I wrote an intro. I love it. Okay, good. I can't wait till we write. We uh, we actually record the uh, opening theme. Yes. Uh, video. The opening montage. Okay, well, Matt in in Florida, longtime keeper, salary cap league, voted before the draft to switch to FAB before the season. The commissioner entered the draft results last night and forgot to switch it to FAB before locking in the results. The platform we play on requires you to switch waivers before the season or else it's locked in. So now we are locked in with no FAB for the season, and I'm the only person who seems to be upset. The commissioner says, this is how we always played, so we'll manage. Do I have a legit gripe? If so, what do we do? Please calm me down. You don't have a legit gripe if everybody else is fine with it. Yeah. Sorry, Why is this? You have a legit gripe. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. Mm. That's it, huh? Well, I mean, if, if everybody <laughs> else is fine with it, sorry. Yeah, I guess so. That stinks. I mean, what are you going to do? Play on CBS next time. You can change anytime you want. All right, it's time for emails. Another episode of Fantasy Cops in the Books. There you go. Episode one, season one, episode one. You know what I watched? Um, Oh, God, what was it? I think it's a CBS show, like a cop show. More like a detective show. It's been going on forever. Left a big CSI? No, it wasn't CSI. It was with uh, Saul from Homeland. You know? I'll look it up. He's like a crazy good detective who is kind of damaged 
It was very good. I saw it on on, uh, on Netflix. Okay. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> good job remembering the name. Cool story, bro. Uh, this is from Dan from Des Moines. Dan is in a 14-team league. Uh, and he says, Dear Three Trails, Crane, Windshift, East 40, and New Axiom. This email was entirely for Heath, and those are Kansas City breweries. I might be testing my strategy in a 14-team half, PR, half PPR league. He really wanted to get Kelsey and Kittle. He had the ninth pick and the 20th pick. He was worried that Kittle might be gone at 20. So I traded number nine and number 20 for number 13 and number 15. I dr- Probably number 16. I drafted Kelsey and Kittle, and the rest of my team is below. He also managed to get a sixth-round pick for a ninth-round pick in this swap. But what do you think about this team in a 14-team league? Matt Ryan, James Conner and Mark Ingram, DK Metcalf and Will Fuller, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Kittle's his flex. Ryan, Connor, Ingram, Metcalf, Fuller, Kelsey, Kittle. I mean, I, I don't typically recommend the double tight end strategy because now you're forcing yourself to play both each week. But this is a pretty good team for 14 teams. Nah. I, I, I like, like it. Much. For a 14 team league, that's a good lineup. <laughs> every every team that, uh, every, every fantasy manager that asks to grade my team on Twitter, you all get an A. Congratulations. <laughs> Did you see how many emails we're getting? Rate my team, grade my draft. Every, every rate my team gets an A. I will never say anything bad about your team. So you all get an A. Congratulations. I will. And I'll say bad things all the time. Yeah. Look, the thing is, if you want to take Kelsey and Kittle, you got to remember, Kelsey usually finishes in a full PPR league. And I think half PPR too. He's usually around wide receiver 10. Kittle's more like wide receiver 12, something like that. So if you passed on the fifth wide receiver to take Travis Kelsey, may, you know, or Kittle, maybe he'll be better than whoever that might be, Hopkins, Godwin, whatever, maybe. But if you pass on like Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, I think you made a mistake. Uh, so there's I, no I, way, like if, if, if I set out to do this in one of our 14 team leagues, there's no way I'd build a team this good. Like he got James Conner after, how does that happen? How does James Conner make it back to you in round three? In a 14-team league. How does DK Metcalf... I guess Metcalf is fine. Fuller. Matt Ryan was a good value pick. His bench is trash. An absolute A. I'd say it's a B+. <laughs> <laughs> nope. A. You're wrong. <laughs> Anthony in Tacoma. I traded Ronald Jones and Preston Williams to get Devin Singletary in the second year of full PPR two-keeper leagues. This was after the Fournette acquisition. This allowed me to pick up Brian Edwards. So basically, I traded Ronald Jones and Preston Williams for Devin Singletary and Brian Edwards. Grade the trade and discuss the notion of pickups after the trade being part of the value. I think it doesn't get talked about enough. It's a very good point. You know, anytime you have an open roster spot and you see somebody on waivers, you know, that's, you know, I think a big, uh, a big part of when you're trading, you know. So if Brian Edwards becomes a legit fantasy option for you, which he could, and, you know, you like Devin Singletary, that's a, it's not a bad two for two. You what, might have just it. traded Ronald Jones and Preston Williams for the Buffalo Bills version of Ronald Jones. Uh, yeah, I'd say the grades a C, um, because I don't, I don't, I really wouldn't want to give up on Preston Williams. Right. Mm-hmm. You might as well just stick with Rojo and keep Preston Williams. You wonder what Tampa Bay is going to do next year at running back, though. Oh, uh, this is from Chris in San Antonio. They'll probably like draft like a six rounder and then add an old running back and keep right. Ronald Jones be and then sign like four running backs after that. Next year will be Keyshawn Vaughn. Okay, this is from uh, Chris in San Antonio. <laughs> Grade the trade. Give up Clyde edwards Elair, F. Alan Lazard <laughs> and Calvin. You know what? I want to I give some, some email etiquette here. If you are going to list players in a trade, you need to list them in order of how good they are. No, you, you don't. You cannot, put, you cannot put Alan Lazard before Calvin Ridley, okay? Maybe he likes Alan Lazard more I'm than Calvin you, Ridley. Thank you. I'm with you. It's hard to keep track. It's like, okay, Clyde Edwards, Zelaire, Calvin. Really, it's that much hard to keep track. One name is in yes. front of the other. <laughs> because you're expecting the next player I'm just player glad to he worse. wrote, I give and I get, so we know which way all these players <laughs> are going in the trade. Okay, here's the deal. Yeah. Clyde Edwards, Zelaire, Ridley, and Lazard. F. Give off, them off the Shut F. up. Give them up. Get Drake, Chris Carson, and Allen Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Jamie's right. 
I don't agree. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. You're, you're giving up Clyde Edwards oh, either. No, you're, you're right. Clyde Edwards either and Ridley. Yeah. You're getting back shh, Drake and Allen Robinson. And then you're giving Ridley. up Alan Lazard and getting Chris Carson. I agree. You're right. It was a great trade. It's an A. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, this is from Jorge. Where's he from? Wrong. I'm not giving everybody A's. That's enough. Jorge is from Houston, Texas. Jamie, what is the last like phonetic sound of Jorge's name? Jorge. You're supposed yeah. to say A. <laughs> that was uh, horrible. That was bad. As bad as that. What you're gonna edit that out? No, I'm not. Uh, who would you start at flex? That's the only reason I like you, Adams, because you have two A's in your name. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, I have three. Who would you start at flex? Zach Moss, Deontay Johnson, or Marvin Jones? What do you say, Adam? Uh, I missed your question. I think Zach Jamie Moss. has talked over me more today. This is the superlative show. Most speaking <laughs> over me ever, ever. Would you start Zach Moss, Deontay Moss. Johnson, or Marvin Jones at flex? Moss. Moss. What? In week one. It's the Jets. The, the Jets typically actually have a pretty good run defense. Yeah, well, they're yeah, Jamal Adams typically part of that, suck in 16 games this you year. You got Deontay Johnson going up against the Giants. You got Marvin Jones had two good games against the Bears last year, for what it's worth. Only six targets in both games. I'm not ready. Like, Zach Moss in week one is a little scary to me. He's got to be scary to everybody, no? Um, a little scary, but look at who the other choices are. Those guys are kind of scary, too. I, I would rank them. You know what? You're right. If you're going for the highest ceiling, Deontay Johnson's got the highest ceiling just because of the Giants secondary and it's Ben's first game back uh, on Monday night in the in the prime Monday night game. So, and Marvin Jones, look, uh, the Lions are going to be thrown all day. So, Moss may not have the safest floor, but you know this could be. Let's go feature our new toy as well. Okay. Well, with that, we say goodbye, and we leave you with the Azer Stat song, an FFT country song from Chris McConnell. Enjoy. The Giants can go all the way this year. At least that's what they say. The Super Bowl's in reach for sure. If a few things go their way, they need Barkley to average 4.6 a carry, Daniel Jones to hold on to the ball. And if it's a full moon and they play at noon, hell, they might not lose at all. But that's just an Azer stat. He's got a spreadsheet, how about that? Always crazy, but always fact. That's just an Azer stat. Well, if Julio plays all 16 games, Matt Ryan's like an MVP. If Ridley goes for 12 touchdowns and Gurley gets brand new knees, take Hayden Hurst's numbers in the month of October, double them since his foot got treated. Well, if you throw out the eight games they're gonna lose, well, then they're pretty much undefeated. But that's just an Azer stat. He loves the Giants and he's bad at drafts. Will Brinson has a better podcast. That's just an Azer stat. Well, that's just a Jamie stat. Anthony Miller, who the is that? HQ is where he'd rather be at. That's just a Jamie stat. Well, that's just a Heath side. <sighs> On Travis Kelsey, he's way too high. You'll never hear him take Azer's side. That's just a Heath side. Well, that's just Dave Richard's stats. Ronald Jones has trimmed some fat. Telling listeners where they're at. Bill from Delaware! That's just Dave Richard's stats. Well, I'd like to say sorry to Shraggy B for not giving him his own chorus. But ever since the regulators theme, he's probably dealing with the lawyers. Well, he's a young, great talent, and he knows his stuff, and I don't mean to throw shade. But since this kind of sounds like a 90s song, he wouldn't get it anyway. That's just our Shraggy B. 
Probably never seen the Goonies Should have paid for the regulators theme That's just our shraggy beat That's just a Ben Gretz stat Take a look at A.J. Brown's yak Jonathan Taylor's gonna beat out Mac That's just a Ben Gretz stat well, that's just an Azer stat. He's got a spreadsheet. How about that? Always crazy, but always fat. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.